0: Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio.
1: There is an anointing that comes upon those whom God has called and separated unto the ministry. That's, that's a different yet. It's the same spirit, but it's different yet than that anointing that abides within every believer. The anointing to stand in the office.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series "Understanding the Anointing" by Kenneth E. Hagin. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagin's message.
1: Brother, you get out beyond the Bible. You're out too far for me. <laughs> then, of course, he's going to pull his group out. But now, then, some of them's already hooked. And the devil's deceived them. Now, here was what was amazing to me was. That there was a young lady, I know that fellowship with my wife and I, in fact we had a meal one day, and she was a brat, in fact she didn't even have the banner, got the baptism of the Holy Ghost during my meeting. And this young lady said to us, you see, just a young Christian now, just been saved a few months, I went one time and something on the inside of me told me not to go anymore. Now here was a Bible teacher that was taken in, here was a young convert that listened to their spirit. Are you listening to me? if we could just get people to learn to listen to their spirits, what a difference it would make. And, and, and she wasn't disturbed, you see, because the Spirit of God told her, don't go, don't go. That's what he meant when he said, the anointing's in you. Well, that individual anointing's there, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time there. You could, you could, you could preach for a week about that. You know, we could go over here to 1 John 4. Four, where he said, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Glory to God. And just stay there for a little while. Camp there for a little while and it would bless you. You could go back over to, to 2 Corinthians, you know. Uh, the 6th the chapter, and the 14th through the 16th verse. And get down to that 16th verse where he said, As God has said, I'll dwell in them. I'll walk in them. Hallelujah. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. Praise God. And thank God that's true concerning every single one of us. But the main part that I want to get to is this now. There is an anointing that comes upon those whom God has called and separated unto the ministry. That's a that's difference yet. It's the same spirit, but it's different yet than that anointing that abides within every believer. The anointing to stand in the office. Now in the Old Testament, you see the priest was anointed to stand in that office. The prophet was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The king was anointed by the Holy Ghost to stand in that office. The Holy Ghost came upon him to anoint him, to stand in whichever particular office that he's called to and separated unto. Now, David was both king and prophet, you know, the word of God tells us, and so on. But, uh, and it's the same spirit, but it's a different anointing. Now here in the New Testament, the Bible tells us about apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. The Bible tells us, if you'll read also in the twelfth chapter, First Corinthians twenty-eighth verse, and Romans the twelfth chapter, six to the eighth verse, some other ministries that's added to these main pivotal ministries, and and the anointing will come upon you to stand in that office. I remember I began my ministry as a young Baptist boy preacher. Well, I wasn't baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke other tongues, but I was born of the Spirit, and I had the witness of the Spirit within me, but the anointing would come on me to preach. Oh, yes. The anointing would come on me to preach. Hallelujah. And I remember one time out there in that little old country Baptist church, I was preaching. I'll tell you exactly what my text was. In fact, I can tell you the text of the first sermon gave you that line to every priest. Hallelujah. I have a pretty good memory. And so I was preaching one Sunday night, a evangelistic type sermon on from James, you know, where James said, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanisheth away. And so I was preaching on that. I'd been preaching about 15 minutes or so, you know, and, and, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. When the power of God came into that room, that church auditorium, and filled it, I mean, like a crowd. I could not see one single member. I couldn't see people. I, I was in that thing. I could hear the sound of my voice, but it didn't know one word it said. It couldn't distinguish any word. And I, I know I looked at my watch. I'm a great one to look at my watch. The Bible said to watch and pray. And, and so, uh, and so uh, for 17 minutes, and then that anointing just began to, to go away. And I could see the first row of seats, the second row of seats, and the third, the people on them, you know, until finally just like a crowd lifted from the whole group, you know, and and, and so then I was back to normal, and I didn't know what it said for the last 17 minutes. I looked at my watch, so I just said this all by our heads and prayed and gave the invitation, because I didn't know where to hook on at or what to say now. And so after I gave the invitation, you see, I said to afterwards to one of the gentlemen, I'd go out there in the country, you know, and stay over the weekend and preach, you know. And I remember uh, uh, Mr. R.O. Cox was a leader of the community and a fine Methodist man. And so I said to him, Mr. R.O., he was 89 years of age, was, was there anything different about that last part of my message, you know? He said, Duh. Uh, why? I said, well, I just wondered, I mean, about the last 17 minutes, really I was preaching about 34 <laughs> minutes altogether, for the last 17 minutes, was anything different about it? Well, he said, what do you mean? Well, I said, did, did everything I said, did it fit in with the rest of the message all right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, was anything different about it? He said, well, why? I said, well, you tell me if there was, and then I'll tell you why. Well, he said, the only thing was that people's been talking about it all over the community. said, it seemed like your face just shone, didn't look like you. It look like the face of an angel. And then I told him about that, and I said, I don't know one word to said for that last 17 minutes. The anointing was upon me, so the glory of God, the anointing. See, that's all the Holy Ghost, the anointing, glory, cloud, praise God. It. it, it and I said, I don't know one single word to say. <laughs> And he said, well, people all over are talking about it. Well, now, that never happened to me anymore for two or three years. I mean, that's strong anointing. Though I would be anointed to preach, you see, and then I was baptized, though, to go spoke in to other tongues, received the left fellowship from among the Baptists, came over among the full gospel, And I was pastor of a little church, you know, in the black land of North Central Texas. And one Sunday night again, you see, about three years after this had happened, here I am just preaching away. Tell you exactly what I was preaching on. And I'll tell you exactly what it was. It was the second Sunday night of 1939. So that would be September the 10th, 1939. And I was preaching on the 21st chapter of Matthew. Luke, Luke, and then the 24th chapter of Matthew, excuse me. And so, I was speaking, preaching on prophecy, you see. And the anointing came upon me. And I don't know for my life what I said. When I came to myself, I couldn't see anybody, just like a cloud filled the house. I couldn't see anybody, not one single person. Just like you ever get in a dense fog, that's what it's like, you see. Couldn't see anything. When I came to myself, I was down here off of the platform, out of the pulpit now now that was un- that's the first time that I'd ever done that you see see I, I started out as Southern Baptist and I never got from behind the pulpit you remember John when, when you preach you know in fact see I'd had the Baptist in the Holy Ghost a couple of years my wife and I married and, and, and she said I believe you could preach standing in a wash pan <laughs> anybody know what a wash pan is well so many don't the Bible said let him that's ignorant be ignorant still so we'll just leave you now I better straighten that up you know you know before we all had running water you know we just had a little old pen you know put water in wash your hands you know just about this big around you know and she said I believe you could preach because I never moved you see you know we're trained that way I never moved from behind the pulpit never moved I stood right here she said you could preach standing in a wash pan I never moved from behind the pulpit either this side or that side you know just make my points just so so you know just amen you know yes sir I was still bound with a whole lot of that, you know. But uh, but here the glory came down, and when I came to myself, see I don't know one single word to say. For about 15 minutes, I was in that cloud, didn't saw anybody, nothing. I I came to myself, I'm down off of the platform, walking around the altar. And I got so embarrassed, my face just got hot and red, you know, I'm not used to that. I run back up on the platform, got behind the pulpit, and said, (laughs) amen, and, and said, let's pray, and gave the invitation. And you know what happened? Every single sinner in the house came and got saved. We had a revival that one night. We had twenty baptized in the Holy Ghost that night. Don't sound big now, but old oh, brother, you go back nineteen thirty nine. I've seen a whole revival. So we had a half a dozen saved, and three baptized in the Holy Ghost. Thought we had a landslide. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth, didn't it, Brother Sumrall? I know by nineteen thirty-nine, but we had twenty baptized with the Holy Ghost that one night. That one night, I'll tell you, everybody didn't have the Holy Ghost. The baptism was baptized. And everybody's lost, and every every backslider got back to God. Praise God! Well, it wasn't that my preaching to did it. It was the anointing. Hallelujah! I was a preacher. I was a preacher. I liked to preach. Hallelujah! And, and I was anointed to preach. I got anointed to preach on as Baptist. I got anointed to preach, and I've been to some Pentecostal. The same anointing would come upon me. The only difference is that it's a little stronger, you see. Hallelujah. With more power. Glory to God. And so I preach. I'm strictly a preacher. Oh, I thank God for that anointing to preach. Hallelujah. I, I like that. Once in a while, I preach that. I'm primarily a teacher, but I, I preach that. I, I can feel it coming on me sometimes. <laughs> Woo, I like it. Hallelujah. Now, if, if you want to hear me preach, if you'd get to the top, I'm sure Roy's got some of those, if you'll get that sermon, El Shaddai, yes, yes, yes. man, you know, I just hardly stop to get my breath. See, when I preach, even as Baptist, before I got the Baptist, you know, those are my Baptist church. I'd preach the hard and fast, they'd say, slow down, slow down, slow down. We don't get half of what you say. Man, I just go going after it, as we say here in Texas and Oklahoma, tooth and toenail. And I love that anointing. And once in a while, that anointing will come on me yet. It's different. It's different. But it's the Spirit of God. And I like that. Sometimes I'm just sitting there waiting for him to turn to serve And suddenly I feel that anointing coming on me. Well, see, I've got the anointing of the Holy Ghost in me all the time, as any believer would have. But this is anointing to preach. And that's when I preach that. But I don't preach so much anymore. I I mostly teach. But I like that preaching anointing. Boy, I love it. Yes, yes. it, It just feels different. It's more exuberant. Hallelujah. You notice Jesus said the spirit of the, he read from Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord's upon me, because he's anointed me to preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the anointing to preach. Hallelujah. Amen. And from 1934 till 1943 that's nine years, I was strictly a preacher. I mean I pastored most of that time part of the time we had field ministry but even on Sunday I never taught the people I was not a teacher I was a preacher and I loved to preach
0: you're listening to Rhema for today with Ken and Lynette Hagen this month's special offer is the message series by Ken Hagen how to be an overcomer in this four CD series Ken Hagen teaches us that we already possess spiritual tools He shows us how to use those tools to exercise our God-given authority and obtain our rightful blessings in Christ. This series is just $28. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Our address is PO box five zero one two six Tulsa, Oklahoma seven four one five zero. Don't forget for faster service, order online at Rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot o-r-g Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: Rema College Week. Rema College Week On April 20th and the 20s through the 22nd. Ken, That's right. This is where you can come. And go to a class and just see what it's all about, and uh, and so you can. All of this information is available there at Rayma.org too, if you want to know about.
0: If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at Partnerservices@Rayma.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. So call, email, or write us today. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Understanding the Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.